Hey, this is Eva. And Cedric. And we're the Black Tones, and you're listening to... I'm Mark Lee Morrison, and welcome to the 52nd episode of Low Profile. The music you're hearing is by The Black Tones, my featured guest for today's episode. Founded about a decade ago in Seattle by the twin siblings Eva and Cedric Walker, The Black Tones members talk about growing up playing music together, how Eva met her husband, Jake Udy, who's also the band's bassist, and the inspirations behind their 8-bit video game. You'll also hear about their biggest achievements, like sharing the stage with Mavis Staples, performing for the crowd at the Seattle Sounders game, and their new single on Sub Pop Records, which they performed the B-side from later on in this show. Also, this episode is the second installment of the new Low Profile TV series, where you can watch the interview and performance segments, complete with special effects, multiple camera angles, and dogs in diapers. Yeah. Visit lowprofilepodcast.com if you want to check that out. Thanks a lot to Nathan Burko Gibson for painting the portrait for this episode and to these local Olympia businesses for their in-kind support. Uh, San Francisco Street Bakery, Schwartz's Deli, Rainy Day Records, Old School Pizzeria, and Schurler Easy Premium Shitty American Lager from Three Magnets Brewing. You can support this show by visiting patreon.com slash lowprofile. You'll get early access to some episodes and bonus content, unedited interviews, fun stuff. Uh, and your donations really help keep this thing going. All right, let's go. Well... Hey everybody, um, I'm Mark Lee and this is a bonus episode of Soul Coffee, is that right? <laughs> the show? That's right. Uh, uh, this is Low Profile and I'm here with the Black Tones. We got Cedric Walker, Hello. Eva Walker, and Jake Udy. Hello. Hello. And uh, yeah. Hello. 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 <laughs> I have to do it twice. <laughs> so you guys rolled down from Seattle where y'all live are, are y'all from there yeah we're born and raised in seattle he is from new jersey which is tattooed on my arm but yeah i moved to seattle about 15 years ago oh wow wow you two started the group how do y'all know each other um that's funny you ask we were actually in we were womb mates before we became a band with like, the guitar and the drum with the guitar yep, and the snare correct. drum and we decided to start we were in the womb and then we were like hey let's start a band so uh yeah we've known each other for you know a very 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 long time <laughs> our entire lives basically yeah nice. <laughs> um and i we have actually a copy of your birth video can we show that right yeah, now? yeah please, please do yeah, yeah. please and, do yeah, okay. I think that's great. all right
So that was the first song on your first album, Ghetto Spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, can you tell me about that song a little bit? Yeah. I, I wrote that in my... I, not that I'm that far from my 20s, but I wrote that when I was in my 20s, uh, before I met my husband, and I was, you know... What? What, sweetie? What were you I doing? was <laughs> curious about things in life, <laughs> and... Uh, you know, you're in your 20s and you're single and you're exploring. And so basically the idea was, um, like, I hate dating or whatever, but I was like, well, but I want to, like, do stuff and I'm awkward. Uh -huh. So I was like, man, if I could woo someone, I would make them a spaceship and be like, look, I made you this spaceship. Come home with me. But I don't know how to build a spaceship. So I was like, it would be put together with, like, foil and duct tape. So hence the word ghetto before the word spaceship so it's just kind of uh a song about eva's hunting 20s that sounds weird <laughs> <laughs> it's eva's version of a love song i guess yeah that's like kind of my best yeah. Yeah, <laughs> version of a love song i was gonna I ask guess. how uh how eva and jake knew each other but um, oh i was so yeah. i'm so happy to be married dating sucks yeah uh, so it's i'm glad that's over because he's stuck but uh we <laughs> we met uh five years ago now yeah five years ago um through the music scene largely and um i am a music writer in seattle i was also working um as a bartender for a few years and uh, in columbia city and that's where we met cause eva was living in columbia city where we live now together um but yeah we met through there and we got married three years after dating two years three years after dating something I think. like that and we're happily married we're very happy. very very happy. very can't you tell <laughs> <laughs> were y'all collaborating artistically before that went down um or? no we we met and basically started dating immediately so there was no like friendship or or um, collaborative sort of relationship friendship <laughs> before we started dating but but now that we're together we've worked on songs and written songs Definitely. together i've helped out with lyrics something like that Certainly now there's a lot of collaboration, but in the beginning, it was just courtship. And what they're leaving out is the fact that Jake really wanted to be yeah. my twin brother-in-law. Yeah. And uh -huh. he, he was like, he was. met me and was like, oh yeah, Cedric is, Cedric's the one. So yeah. that's. Eva married the man of her brother's dreams. That's, that's great. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. right. Thanks, Jake. You, <laughs> you, you said that before. Yeah. <laughs> twin brother-in-law is certainly a, a better title than boyfriend-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. This is what I have to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so um, I understand you got some new songs that you're sharing with us today. And uh, is there any new record on the horizon that you know of? or? Um, what? There's a release we're going to be doing. I just don't know what when and if it's okay to talk about it. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it, but we're releasing okay. a single on a really cool label. And uh, the first song you heard is going to be on that. And featured on that song is, I don't know if you guys have seen the Talking Heads videos or uh, concert movie Stop Making Sense. Oh, uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah one of the sing backup singers, Edna Holt, is, gonna, is featured on our song Mr. Minds. And she's singing like some vocal riffing on it. So oh, wow. kind of think like Great Gig in the Sky kind of vibe. Um, so that's releasing I, sometime early next year, like March or April. Spring, I think. yeah. Yeah, in the springtime. Um, and so I think that's as much as I'm allowed to talk about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. And uh, the um, second song we did is actually, 
is the most recent release, I believe. The song Where Do We Go Now? And that was released through this small boutique label called Hockey Talker that's ran by Mike McCready from Pearl Jam. And so um, he released those two songs um, from us. And um, we released a single called The Devil and His Grandmother through his label Hockey Talker. Did he just like track you down or his like- manager? or his um yeah, like business partner business partner kind of he messaged me and was like hey you know mike saw you guys on band in seattle <laughs> this tv show that comes on in seattle um where they like highlight local bands and uh and he wants to release some music and i was like hell yeah like <laughs> of course <laughs> um and so he yeah he's i think he said he was on when i got to talk to mike on the phone he said i i think he had watched us on the airplane because it was also airing on Alaska, Alaska. Airlines. Yep. Um, and he told me, he was like, the first time I heard the key of Black Eva, I was floored. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that means a lot. Thank you. And so I like to tell people, I'm like, you know what? If no one ever listens to our music again or buys a record, Mike McCready and my mom like my music. So it doesn't matter. I've already accomplished what <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I want to accomplish. <laughs> cool. Well, let's, let's check out that performance uh, right here at the Happy Birthday House. Here's the Black Tones doing their latest material live.
I saw something that you guys recently did for the Seattle Sounders. Did did you guys play at a, at a soccer game? We played during they did this special presentation where the women's soccer team that plays down in uh, Tacoma came up to play at uh, Lumen Field, and it was a doubleheader. So they started, and then the Sounders played uh, Portland, and the uh, whole show was based around um, a Jimi Hendrix kind of dedication theme. Uh, the Sounders wore their Jimi Hendrix jerseys. We kind of helped them put, or I, I wouldn't say put it together, but we just kind of helped them like introduce that and like. We launched the jersey. Yeah, helped launch the jersey and stuff. Okay. Uh, and it was right in between the games. And I thought, what I thought was they were going to kind of just pump us into the stadium. People will be still inside, you know, waiting for the Sounders to play because we were playing out in the North Lot. But what happened was everyone came out. Oh wow! To, at the North Lot to watch the performance, and it was incredible. And it was like I don't know, forty thousand people or something like that there. So yeah, that was that was pretty incredible. And that was a great partnership. And the Sounders were awesome to you know get us included and and let us be a part of that. Yeah, so like soccer hooligans at a rock and roll show <laughs> it, at the same time. It was a great combination. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty special thing. How how long has the Black Tones been a band? Ten years. Ten years. Yeah. Ten years. One of those things where if you're an indie band <laughs> and you don't have any like industry connections, like yeah, you got to put in a lot of years and a lot of work to like get noticed. So um, yeah. people, a lot of people think we've been a band for like two three years a handful of years i'm like no this is 10 years in the making man. it's a lot of hard work <laughs> and there's like decades more work i'm sure to do yeah and we don't die you know i mean <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining like both of y'all being musicians there was some lead up to where you decided it was a band uh i mean there there was that there was a point where eva did a performance 10 maybe and a half years ago at uh folk life where you know, she went up there and, and did something acoustic. And it was the first time I had a chance to hear Eva sing. And she likes to tell people that I was like bawling my eyes out. And, I, and like, that's not even the case. I was moved, you know, because I, I didn't know she had that voice. And maybe a tear or two came down. That's about it. Uh, but after that, um, you know, that at that point had inspired me to kind of be like, what can I do to kind of help lift Eve up as high as I can? And I knew Eva was a fantastic drummer from high school. She used to play drums uh, for our still pan group. And she would get in there and she would play and then she would do like this crazy, because like, no, with all due respect to all the other kids there, but you know, they would play and they were good. They're horrible. But, but Eva would play <laughs> and then we'd be doing something and Eva would just hit this fill and all of us on the lead would just turn around and be like, you know like we were just like what is going on right now and so i told eva i was like hey i want to play drums for you like let me play drums so we went to seattle drum school and she taught me how to play drums and here i am now molded into her drummer um i think i still have a job after this but you know yeah 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 and after that i was after we did some lessons some drum lessons but she caught on super fast um I was like, hey, I've got some songs written. Do you want to like learn them and put them together? And like, and we we did that. And maybe about that time we were like, 
this is a band, right? I yeah, guess. it was. I was probably like late summer, maybe going into the fall. Yeah, of twenty eleven or something like that. Yeah. Songs we were kind of like, this is a band, but we didn't mm-hmm. like have a name or anything yet. Yeah, where the name come from? When how um, did you arrive? It was there? originally called Rosette Royale, named after this guy who worked for Real Change newspaper in Seattle, um, who interviewed me when I was like sixteen or seventeen because I used to put on concerts. And I loved his name. And yeah. so I was like, let's name it Rosette Royale. And then I remember when I saw him later, I told him, I was like, you know, I named a band after you because your name's just really cool. And then from there, we saw there was a lot of people with, called the Royales or like a lot of bands with Royales. And we were like, okay, let's go with something else. And my favorite color is black. It's just beautiful. I'm not gothic or anything. I don't have anything against that. But I just uh-huh. like the color. It's a beautiful color. Um, and a friend of ours was like, what about Ebony in the Black Tones? And I was like, I don't think we need the Ebony part, but like the Black Tones is cool. Um, so we were like, yeah, let's be called the Black Tones. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, it, it all, I mean, it all started in my grandma's basement, you know, with yeah. us learning the songs uh, and putting them together. And I'm so grateful for my grandmother's basement. And our family's been super supportive of all this i mean we come from a family of like educators and engineers and they all got master's degrees and we like dropped out of college and we're like hey we're gonna start a rock band like on paper they should have disowned us and they were like okay sure start a rock band i was like cool you're cool with this and they're like yeah and my mom's like it's easy because you guys are good if you guys are bad it might be a little bit hard to, oh yeah to, they would have told us we were bad. she goes but your guys actually sound good so we've had like a really supportive family and i just wanted to make sure to mention that because i know not a lot of artists and people like there, there's people i don't want to say not a lot but i know there's artists and musicians whose families are just like you know get a real job but uh-huh. you know actually it is a real job and you can do amazing things if you have that support system you know and we're lucky so to have time. that yeah it's like it's such a slow build and then after 20 years it's like this because mm-hmm. you're like the only one left after because mm-hmm. everyone's quit yeah anyway, it's like it takes so, so when you have that support system yeah it's just and like, you guys started early which is really cool and too. i remember my mom being like um i remember randomly telling her i was like hey like thanks for being so supportive of this whole rock band thing and like she said to me she's like are you happy i was like yeah she's like that's all that matters to me i was yeah. like oh mom <laughs> god even with like the basement so like great. the basement had all of like their personal belongings and stuff that they had over the years and like my grandma let literally let me and Eva go down there and turn that into a practice space. Like, yeah, do what you want with it. Like, and we probably got rid of some stuff we probably shouldn't have got rid of and stuff, <laughs> but like all in the name of like letting us pursue. Should have kept that Babe Ruth rookie card. Probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like. Just little things like that, you know, like, you know, just, yeah, go for it. Sure. You know, they could have been like, don't destroy my house. Like, what are you doing? I don't know what you're doing. A rock you know? band. Like, but also like maybe it's important to note that like we're first generation Seattleites. Our family's from Louisiana. They're from New Orleans. And so they like love music anyway. Oh, yeah. But, like, I didn't know if it would be, like, jazz versus a rock and roll band. But uh, they, like, just love music. My grandma, we would rehearse or and maybe I would run upstairs to get something and she's tapping her foot while the bass and the drums are going. Like, just totally 100% into it. And so that just makes it easier to pursue it. And I think one of the reasons we've been able to be relatively successful at it as an indie band is because of uh, our family support. And and, And my mom sings on stage with us. 
uh, for a lot of shows, and my sister used to. But um, yeah, we're like we're a family band. My mom's open for Weezer. My mom's open for Death Cab for Cutie. You know, my my mom's open for Mavis Staples. Like she's been on all those stages with us. Yeah, um, it's been really awesome. The Mavis Staples thing totally blows my mind. Just like getting to share the stage with like a living legend like that, and you know, I mean, that's probably gonna be y'all someday. Some kid that's not even born yet <laughs> is gonna get to be like. I got with the black tones for a night like as long as that kid doesn't do what I did because I ruined it she was right directly in front of me and she was like hi baby and I was like ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cedric and like you know I'm just thinking What's like my name again? <laughs> yeah and I'm just thinking like my mom used to play you and stuff and like I'm just staring and then the security dude's like all right, we're going to give Mavis some space. And I'm like, I just ruined it <laughs> because I got starstruck, you know, <laughs> like, I, like I've never oh, really, man. I mean, yeah, I've, I'm sure I've probably been star, starstruck before, but like, that was just like a whole nother level of like. Every household has had, starstruck. I'll take you there on vinyl. Yeah. You know, and I, I just, yeah. I just froze. I was just like, uh, and just, it was, it was very embarrassing. But if Mavis, if you're watching this, I'm sorry. <laughs> Eva, your lyrics are largely true to life, and I'd like to give you the platform to speak about your arachnophobia. Yeah. Oh. This might lead into the next song, by the way. Yeah, I hate those things. Um, they're like walking letter M's. I don't know. They just look terrible and... Uh, since I was a kid, they just, my, how, however my brain makeup is, is made or my wires are wired, they see them and they're like, uh, you're the enemy, you know? Um, <laughs> you feel so, like they're attracted to you? You know, I think that, yeah, I think they're like, Hey, there's Eva. Let's go bother her. You know, I don't know. They're just like, let's, let's go see if she wants to hang out. And then the answer is always no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> uh, well, more accurate title would probably be Cedric. There's a spider in my room because growing up, I feel like he actually killed all my spiders. Yeah. But everyone like doesn't have a Cedric, but um, most people have a mom. There so was a I recent was like, incident it's more re in my car that. Oh my god. By Eva was accusing me of putting it there, but it was by, a conspiracy. By by accident, the window was down all night, and Eva had we. I went to. I think I went to pick you up at from mom's house, mm -hmm. and we got in the car, and right next, like once Eva like shut the door and we're getting ready to drive off, like a spider just kind of just plops down. It was huge, and she just starts flipping out. I'm thinking there's like a bee in the car. It was awful. You know that would terrify me. Like a bear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. And I'm like, well, Eva, just get it. But I forgot she's she's like, well, I'm not touching it. Ah, so I had to stop the car, grab the tissue. Uh, become fire. a murderer <laughs> he doesn't he still doesn't hear the end of it you know i'm just like yeah you know i get in this car to travel with you and i don't know how the spider got the there's car. a ginormous no spider in it and i told him i was like you should you owe me an apology you should take responsibility <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> for the spider <laughs> how are you with spiders jake are you uh i don't know i i, I don't I wouldn't sleep in a bed made of them, um, but I, they don't—they don't scare me, um, and I usually kill them if I have to. Although before Eva, I would 
I'd like to put them in a jar and bring them outside. See, that's I how have, I do. I don't have that time. Mm. That, we, sometimes um, we just don't have time, though. Like, see, all you jar put inners and then let them out. They come to my house, <laughs> and that's oh. what they do. And so I'm gonna start blaming you guys for them coming to my Is house. That in the dictionary? Yeah. I like I wave jar one of your hairs in front of them so they can smell it, and then and they go. Yeah. No, they're terrible. Now, little, 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 tiny ones. Uh huh. I could deal with and. But when there's little, little, tiny ones, there's usually a lot of them. They well, that's me why out it's more. scary. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, there's probably a million of these. Yeah. Because there's probably some like giant sack of baby spiders somewhere. But they're small enough that it's like, okay, whatever. But when they start, I mean, smaller after a ones are size, much more worrisome. They can like crawl into your bed and get into your hair and like. You know? I mean, like yeah. teeny tiny ones, you just roll over and kill it or something like that. But like giant ones, and I know giant is relative, but like yeah, yeah, it, it all depends like, on how close they are. Reasonably how, yeah. giant. Yeah, yeah. Spiders, and you, it's 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 so bad that there's literally places in the world that I don't want to visit because I don't want to see, like Australia. I love to go to Australia, but then I also am like, but I don't. Cause I know there's like yeah, tarantulas. Yeah. There, I thought right? they were known for like big mosquitoes, though. You know, which is probably not any. Better, they're like but... tropical, or whatever. So stay out of Texas too. Really? <laughs> well, everything's bigger in Texas. Okay. Yeah. Well, sorry, Texas. Um, do you buy that stuff about how um, humans well, like eat lots of spiders in their sleep at night? I don't know if I'm buying that because I never caught one in the act trying to climb into my mouth. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I know if that that's somewhere too. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm that's just like, something yeah. people tell. It's like a folklore. I don't know if that's real. But yeah, spider in your personal space, not cool. Can't do it. You wrote a song about it. Let's check it out.
I thought writing a song about it would help with the fear. Made it worse. Of it. Yeah, exactly. I could face it. And some people interpret the song like hey is this one guy came up to me and was like that song you wrote about the clan i was like what song he's like this is the spider song i was like oh it's not about the clan i was like i was like that's just that's about spiders but i know why he said that because that shows i would tell people how much i hate spiders i would say this is how much i hate spiders ku klux klan spiders and people were like oh but i'm like and then i would joke and, laughs too, and then, like, uh, yeah <laughs> there's certain states i don't do the joke right but uh-huh. um for the most part I would, uh, it, I would just say that because it's it's funny and the clan's stupid. It's funny to laugh at them. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, I was just like, uh, it's not about them. It's just kind of funny to compare them to an in- insect I don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I would end it with like, so if you're a spider or in the clan, you might not like this song. <laughs> but I'm in the clan. <laughs> but I'm in the clan. Oh, shucks. <laughs> Oh, well. I that for me. <laughs> <laughs> Pass me my hood. I'm oh, going to go cry. <laughs> go check my hood. Go check my hood. <laughs> oh, my losers. <laughs> this is the dark part of the interview now. Yeah. <laughs>
said we want to go to school they want us dead we pay our taxes they want us dead we love our families they want us dead we want to go to work they want us dead we want to make love they want us dead and we love you but they want us dead played the song they want us dead the key of black key of black and allegedly there's a video game mm. not allegedly yes not allegedly. i couldn't find any evidence of it i found a link that didn't work the link the freaking server's been down the last few months and those people are impossible to contact but um but there is there's, a video there's game. a video game and like there's write-ups on the video game but for some reason lately the link's not working. Of course we're still paying for the freaking server, but it doesn't isn't working right now. But it's speaking of the clans, four levels of hate groups, and you fight as me or Cedric, Whoa. and it's it's uh, modeled after the Nintendo game Kung Fu. And so the first level you're fighting the alt right, and then the and this was all made during Trump's uh, reign. Yeah. And um, so the alt right's the first level. The second level is the Ku Klux Klan. The third level is the Nazis, and the fourth level is the Confederates. And so you can pick you who you want to fight. Yeah, you mm. go back in time. Each level goes further back in time. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, um, David, Brender, and Corey Collar mm-hmm. uh, both made the game for us. And um, Corey, who like really spearheaded like the programming and everything, worked completely for free. Um, and Corey's passed away since. But um, I'm, we're hence, forever. Hence the server issues. Yeah. Yeah, well, we transferred it yeah, over. Yeah, 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 but um, um, he was incredible and volunteered his time to do it. Um, so shout out Corey. Shout out Corey. I don't do a lot of video games, but that's that's my era. Kung Fu. Like, 
Yeah, yeah. Not the all, not the Confederacy, but uh, the uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. Like like 1980s, Eight maybe early Kung 90s. <laughs> That's about where I dropped off the video game thing. I love Kung mm. Fu. That game was awesome. Yeah. Did you ever play that game? I'm trying to remember if I played Kung Fu specifically on an original Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. It kind of moves back. Like yeah. you go backwards with the. Um... Usually in games you you go from left to right. Oh right. yeah, so you goes do. Right, right to, to left. left. Yeah. Okay. Side scroller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. So hence the maybe. So like when going the link starts time, working, yeah, or when correct, the server yeah. starts working again, and hopefully people can actually start playing it again. But as of now, we're still paying for it, and no one can play it. <laughs> I can't wait to play it. Yeah. Um, it's fun. So any any plans to travel? Have you have you guys left the country before? To perform Canada, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, yeah. We've just played in like Vancouver, Vancouver, yeah, yeah. yeah. but exotic Vancouver, yes, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. It's a worldly it. city, though it is. It um, is. <laughs> but no, that stuff is actually on the way because we're gonna be signing to a um, international label. Yeah, yeah, who I guess I won't say their name yet, but yeah. they're based out of Australia. Speaking of tarantulas, oh wow! So you might get your. <laughs> She's gonna she has to face your fears there. Yeah, she has to. Um, and there's gonna there's definitely traveling in the in the f- near future. Cool. Yeah. Um. All right. Where where are people gonna find out about this? Um. Our website, theblacktones.com, and okay. then of course all the social media, the Black Tones, it's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that stuff. I always feel so corny listing out the social medias, but that's, okay. that's the world we're in. That's right. I mean, and we can also just throw it in the credits too. But this, <laughs> this is the debut LP, Cobain and Cornbread. That's me on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> on the plate. <laughs> Those are my jokes. <laughs> it's a terrific record. Thank you, you so much. It's going to get... The grooves are gonna get worn out before the, too long. We named it. We named it Cobain and Cornbread because when people ask bands like, "What's your sound? What do you sound like?" Like our influences are the Northwest, but also the South because we grew up in a very Southern household. So when people would say like, "What do you sound like?" We would be like, "I don't know, a combination of Kurt Cobain and Cornbread." Yeah. So it's supposed to represent like Cobain representing the aesthetic of the Northwest and Cornbread representing the aesthetic of the southern united states nice um and that's why we named it that but i mean i wasn't listening to nirvana when i was writing those songs it's just kind of representative of like who we are and it's kind of just the in influences the air of both it's regions. in the atmosphere yeah <laughs> comes out yeah yeah i always thought like maybe like either a like a punk version of blues or a blues version of punk or or none of the above it's just like it's its own sonic force <laughs> yeah and it's a family band and you can feel that i think nice. in the it's definitely a family and just like it's in the vibe mm-hmm. yeah for sure so yeah well thank you so much for coming down here thank you. yeah thank you and uh hope to have you back someday and uh yeah everybody you can find the black tones music on their website and there'll be more links and cool stuff on the low profile website lowprofilepodcast.com thanks for watching thanks for listening and uh you know have a blessed day <laughs> peace <laughs> love and coffee, coffee. <laughs> I had to say it. Now let's-
listening to what's in Cedric's ear. Thanks for listening to Low Profile featuring the Black Tones. If you'd like to watch the video edition of this episode, you can find that on our website, lowprofilepodcast.com. You can also find relevant links to the band's work there, as well as this show's complete archive. If you enjoy this show, shoot me an email. I'm at lowprofilemarkley at gmail.com. And you can also support this show financially uh, by visiting patreon.com slash lowprofile. And please share this episode with anyone you think might also enjoy it. All right. Love you. See you next time.